What's going on, gang? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Lev Fur Show. Fucking pleasure to have you here. We're going to have a great time. Um, as always, just hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, take a screenshot, throw it on your Instagram story, tag us, you know, tweet about us. I love when people send me like their favorite line from the episode or whatever. So show some love, show some support, and you can get every premium episode on the Patreon at patreon.com slash levfur or through the Patreon app. And other than that, got a fucking great guest on today. Been excited to have her on. You might have seen her on Comedy Central. She's done 20 million things. Please help me welcome Kim Congdon, everybody. Hey, what's up? It's funny. Uh, as soon as we got into the Zoom, you start shitting on my life and my sleep schedule. Well, yeah, you're disgusting. You woke up after two. <laughs> That's so <laughs> gross. Well, here's the thing. I originally set my alarm for one. That's even grosser. That even that statement is worse than you waking up after two. You set just, an alarm to wake up at one o'clock. You just can't. There's no way your body can just naturally wake up until it's afternoon. I don't. I don't know how else to explain it other than when I see when I wake up at one and I see that alarm, it it feels better than coming going back to sleep. Like just it's no. so beautiful and warm and dark and i i just like it's my favorite thing i love sleep but then you have so little daytime daytime is yeah, my favorite i'm up till like four or five a.m though like last night i would yeah but that's five. not daytime that's not like sunshine and birds and like cool things to see that are out in the sun yeah but you know what here's the thing you know what i think it is i think Mentally. You live in New York, so there's nothing to look at. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also it. I mean, if I show you outside my window here, it's just fucking old ladies. Um, <laughs> no, but I think I'm scared of the nighttime. Right. So I think, like, I don't want to be asleep during oh. the scary time. You know what I mean? Does that make that sense? That makes so sense. Instead, I sleep when I know it's safe in the daytime. That's interesting. I do the opposite. I am scared of the nighttime and that's why I sleep. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to pass out so I don't have to think about it. See, that's brave. You're <laughs> like, you're like the nighttime scares me. So fuck it. I'm just going to be completely me. I'm like searching my apartment for demons and shit. Like, Truly. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. Like every but, night so I'm like, I felt an energy in here. What was that? <laughs> what was that? And then, you know, I'm staying at this uh, studio right now because I was originally supposed to be in LA just for a couple weeks and I ended up just staying. So I'm subletting the studio and I did feel a little creeped out when I first got here. And there was like a couple things that had happened that made me nervous. And I'd never been like, my place is haunted. And then the girl who has a studio, she was like, Hey, can I come by and pick up some stuff that I need? And I was like, yeah, no problem. She came by and she's my friend. And she was like, Oh, by the way, she has this liquor cabinet. That's like right in front of me. And she was like, by the way, my grandparents are down here. So their ashes are at the bottom. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> cool. I don't think I've ever been in a house that had ashes in it. Well, like I'm in here. my life. Doesn't feel great. You, you feel like it adds a little something in the air? Well, I had to, I had literally had to have a talk with the room. I was like, I'm just visiting. After she said <laughs> that, I was like, listen, if anyone's in here, like me and your granddaughter are cool. I'm just visiting. I'm not going to mess yeah. with nothing. 
Did you do that talk during the daytime or the nighttime? Absolutely. During the day, I would never do that at night. Can you imagine to do that? This is the thing. Like, I'm a normal, like, fucking rational person. But when it comes to shit like that, for some reason, being alone in a house is, like, terrifying to me. Like, in terms of, like, especially if there's ashes, you got your fucking dead grandma and grandpa down there in the fucking liquor cabinet by the whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee, like, I'm not a superstitious person, but I know that in, if it was two in the morning and you went, just so you know, I'm only here in peace, you would hear, are you just coming out of the fucking cabinet? You know what's really fucked up? And this is going to be a thing. This is just a theory I had as a child. And it kind of, I used to think like it was crazy. But now that I'm going to say it out loud, I could see where my childlike mind went with this because I was so scared of the dark. And I was also brown and all my friends were white and I was living in a racist state. Um, I always thought that maybe people were racist because the nighttime's scary. So they just associate things being darker with being scary. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? That's what it is. I mean, there, is that like what it a, is? Is that yeah, the is that the origin of racism? I think. Look, I'm no fucking uh, you know expert here, but I think that's a big part of it because, like, Chappelle would talk about how like he was darker than his other siblings, and he would notice from an early age he would get worse treatment because of the color of his skin. So I think there is something just like. For some reason, we associate like just anything that's dark, like you know what I mean, like nighttime, etc., with fear or like. Well, even like using the word dark, you like, oh, there's dark spirits, and that means like bad. It's like never like there's white spirits around here. (laughs) People like shiver. If someone's like, "There's a white spirit in here," I'm like, "That sounds great. Am I gonna win the lottery?" You know? Right. But ghosts are white, but ghosts are like the least threatening of the demons. They, they right. walk around in a fucking blanket bumping into shit. Ghosts are, you know sud- I mean? Ghosts are the pussies of demons. Do you think because like white people were writing all this fucking like, you know, the, what we think of as like these like the devil and all that shit, all these original scary stories, they like chose the fucking colors of people racially of like. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. But naturally you're afraid of fucking night. Because when I told you like I sleep in the day because I'm afraid of the nighttime. I yeah. expected you to be like, you're out of your fucking mind. But you were like, yeah, I'm scared of the night too. I, I wonder if that's like most people. It's just the dark is feel- scary. I don't know what else to say. The dark is scary. I used to, well, I've, I never did before. But when I was younger, a lot of the times I would come home and I would check like my shower and stuff at night and like under my yeah. bed. And then when I moved into college, I would do the same thing. I'd st- and then I stopped for a while. And then there was a very horrible murder that you know about in New York. <laughs> and Wait, what uh, are you talking about? Uh, when Dave Kimowitz died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I started checking behind my shower again. And th- like it came back literally that week. I was like, I felt like a kid again. I hadn't done it in years. But right after that happened, I, 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 and I do it every night. I check every single spot that someone could fit. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> checking your asshole, checking your... <laughs> <laughs> so I check my pussy twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but do you know where it stems from with you? Because I know exactly where it is with me, like where those thoughts came from. My mom, my mom is scared of everything. My mom put the fear of every possible bad thing happening to us and me and my sister's heads all yeah. the time. Yeah. She's scared of everything. Yeah. My, uh, is your, like, my mom is a, a I, I love her to death, but she's one of these very difficult people. You know what I mean? She can't help but, like, be herself. 
Right. And, uh, you know, we're in a fucking pandemic, right? She calls me the other day. She's like, Lev, I need $50,000. Whoa. And I was like, for what? She's like, I found a house I really like. I need an extra 50000 to buy this house. And I was like, mom, I have like $500 right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, you're a fucking loser. Why you don't work harder? And, I, and oh she made me feel like I asked her for $50,000. Right, right. Like, yeah, she started trashing me. And then she was like, Lev, I would do anything to get this house. I was like, are you offering to suck my dick right now? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, but that's like always, it's, it's Suddenly your mom funny. pops up in the Zoom video. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> no, but she, my mom is a very anxious person too. And her mom is very anxious. And I know yeah. all of that, I'm sure genetically that kind of wiring gets passed down. But I can remember, I mean, like when I was like six, some kid in the neighborhood told me, that when you're showering, like, or in your shower, there's this clown that can come up out of your drain and kill you when you're in the shower. I think Heard about that, that once a month. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. afraid of it anymore, but now I'm like, you know, I've seen worse things in showers at this point. But, like, I, I, you still think of that fucking fear seed that gets planted in you when you're this, like, little-ass kid. Totally. You know? Totally, yeah. Um, yeah, every time my mom, uh, I'll tell her of something that's like happening. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm pitching this really cool thing. It, it, it might be very fun. And she's always like, don't forget to help mommy. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, can you let me get like a thousand dollars first before you start <laughs> reminding me that I owe you for giving me life? Yeah. No, my mom will like always r remind me like, don't forget I'm counting on you. Right. So, no, totally. Like, I wouldn't. I'm like, things are going good. I wouldn't. I tell mom. my mom, I'm like, I counted on you. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do I, I don't understand. That's so funny. Are you, uh, are you close with both parents? Um, uh, it's kind of weird. Me and my mom used to be very close. We have a much different relationship now. She had like a very, 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 um, extreme personality change like 10 years mm. ago. And yeah. ever since then, it's been a, a much different relationship. Less mother-daughter and more like acquaintance, friends. <laughs> Definitely oh, yeah. friends. But yeah. Um, and me and my dad weren't very close growing up. And we've gotten closer over the last few years. Yeah, I feel like I kind of had the same thing. Where like, and what's interesting is in, in, our, in my house growing up, like, you know, my parents are fucking Russian. So like, it was like, if you fucked up, like you were going to get either slapped or the fucking yeah. belt was coming through for a visit. And I honestly didn't get hit that much as a kid, but uh, so it's just one tear just flows down my cheek. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't deserve it. Yeah, I can tell uh, by the way you sleep till two p.m. every day. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear him by the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, my dad was the one that I was physically afraid of because it was like, oh, if you got a, like a bad report card or some shit, he would be right. like, he was there. So there was all this like physical fear from him. You know, which mostly was my mom putting on me, her being like, oh, you fucked up. Wait till your dad gets home. And then my yeah. dad would come home. I just pretend to be asleep and nobody would bother me. And that was like, that was it. But then uh, all the other stuff, like all the superstitions, all the fucking there might be demons. That's all like from my mom's side. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Moms are good at like the emotional abuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's their specialty. Um, yeah, because once you hit 12, they can't like physically fuck with you anymore. You know, you're like, no. you, yeah, you start being their size. There was one time my mom broke her 
uh, leg roller skating. She had like these like crutches and like this wheelchair she would roll around in for a couple months. And she tried, and I was probably like 13 or 14 and she tried to hit me. And I yeah. literally just threw her wheelchair and crutches outside. <laughs> she had to like See go that? crawling to them. And she was like, this is the worst thing you've ever done. You would have thought I literally tried to murder her and not just upset because someone was trying to physically assault me. Yeah. I, I, I love that when they get mad at you that they can't hit you. Yes. I'm like, you hit me. You hit me. That's crazy. Yeah, but see, like to me, if I was your dad, I'd be like, look at that creative thinking. She fucking figured out how to disable you, <laughs> threw it out, you know, de-escalated the situation. My mom tells that story to this day. It is like she gets PTSD from it. She tells it like it's a war story. And she's like, and then I was crawling <laughs> to the yard. <laughs> like, okay. And it was all glass. Was right. <laughs> yeah. She's dramatic. My, uh fucking i was i was talking to somebody about this the other day because when i remember when i was a by the way in school like all that fear they put i don't know if you like got good grades or not in class mm, Did you? i was like a c student yeah i was the same like i had teachers that yeah. loved me but i didn't want to do anything so mm-hmm. but i remember like you know because i grew up with fucking cell phones and shit like by the time i was in middle school and I, maybe even in fucking elementary school but my dad would text me like once a week when it'd be his day off and he'd be like what are you doing mm-hmm like in school and I'd be like and every time I'd be like nothing we're doing absolutely nothing and he'd be mm-hmm. like all right I'm coming to pick you up so like once a week in the middle of the day my dad would just pick me up from school and we would just go like run errands we'd just go to like get a burger go to Best Buy like fucking <laughs> just go kill you know kill time and when I tell like normal people that they're like what the fuck like your dad was just taking you out of school every week and right. I was like and I'm like, yeah, like why, you know, th- I would yeah, do the it's same off. thing. It's weird. Is it weird? Like I would do the same thing if I was a dad. I'd be like, yeah, like I got a fucking day off. I'm going to go hang out with my kid. You know, he'll totally. learn something by being with me. And I asked him recently, I was like, what was your thinking? Like when you would pull me out of school all the time. And he was like, hey, you know, I figure one day is not going to make a difference. It's true. <laughs> and it's probably, and it was probably, well, it's obviously memorable for you. So some of my best fucking memories like exactly I, all, all these other suckers are in class i'm fucking having a burger fucking walking around best buy listening to speakers and shit you know you know what was the best though is when your parents like took you out for like something you had to do like a doctor's appointment and then you can come back with like mcdonald's and stunt on everyone else <laughs> like if you came back right before lunch and you got to bring your mcdonald's in it was oh, a yeah. game changer you'd be like yeah i'm drinking a soda so <laughs> yeah you had to get the, the biggest one <laughs> right just rattling the ice in your class. friends would be so fucking jealous they would all ask for a fry <laughs> and you just give out fries like you're throwing money to peasants yeah yeah great no, i would like I, I remember those moments well like you had to go get a shot or some shit and then you come back and fucking and even if you like what my parents would do is they'd take me to eat after like go to some like quick restaurant and, uh, and I'd come back and then you still got a flex that you ate. It's going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just so hard to do this math with all this Perkins inside of me. <laughs> you know, chicken biscuits, baby. <laughs> I, hey, I, I went was, to the garden. I was at the garden. When you're there, you're family. So <laughs> I don't know. That was always the worst in, as a kid when like you had to go do an appointment or something. But it was like early. If it was before 12, there was like time to bring you back to school. You know? Yep. I remember all those negotiations of like, you can't bring me back. It's, it's 10 a.m. It's like I've missed the whole fucking day already, you know? 
That was the worst when you had to go back. Yeah. God damn. Mm. It was like a fucking prison sentence. I, I did your hated. Par- did uh, your parents ever just let you stay home? Well, I used to fake sick like once a week. Okay. Like, so you were out like, of school two days a week between your dad and you. <laughs> <laughs> you were only going three days a week. Pretty much. And I wasn't making the best of those three days either. Right. Because I realized it. once I hit like middle school, I kind of started to realize like, oh, if I don't do anything, nothing is really going to happen. Because I was the second kid. So my parents put all this like education stress on my brother, my older brother. And for me, they just kind of stopped asking. They just assumed I was doing what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And just, it went from, I was like an A, B student to just having pretty much C's and D's. And I even like failed a class in high school. And like all my teachers were, you know, like they recognized like I was a smart kid, but they knew like, oh, he's not even bringing a fucking pencil to class. Like he's not. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. The way like, I got I, in trouble for not even bringing a pencil. They'd be like, my teacher would be annoyed. Like, <sighs> Does anybody have a pencil that Kim can borrow again? (laughs) (laughs) And and they're creating that like that public shame in you of like you being like, yeah, I guess I'm just going to get. But then you (laughs) that becomes okay to you. You don't yeah. show up with a pencil the next day. You just show up with no fucking pants the next day. So you're yeah. like, fuck it. Let's, I was like, you know, what? I'm not it. even coming to this class anymore. Great job. Yeah. Did you sleep in all your high school classes? No, I wasn't a big sleeper. I was a very, 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 very social. I like yeah. all every time, every time there was a meeting or a report card or a comment, it was always like talks too much, mm. tries to be funny, blah, blah, blah. I'm always like, tries to be funny. God, I mean, the way I bombed in high school. Um, but there was they can't a, even give you some credit. They're like, no, she's dude. funny in class. Can't, They're like know. the industry now. I swear to God, <laughs> it's the same people running fucking Netflix. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I thought there was like a shooting. Um, oh yeah there was a teacher miss fierce and she fucking hated me and i always tried to be so funny in her class and like i i think i drove her to almost suicide really yeah she must have hated being a teacher just because of me yeah yeah i uh those were always the the fucking worst classes when you couldn't get a teacher to like you like you'd keep trying you know you'd keep pushing because i was the same way i was a kid who i would talk during every fucking class like I would be making fake report cards and I'd always have to edit out that part of it of like, he won't shut the fuck up, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but yeah, when a teacher just decided they didn't like you, you know what I mean? When they would just look at you and be like, you know, this kid's a talker or this kid's trying to be the funny one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make his life hell. Like I had a third grade teacher gave me two weeks of like lunch with the principal for mm-hmm. fucking, for throwing out grade A punchlines. I mean, I was, I was killing, I was fucking killing <laughs> And I'm, you know, but to them, it's like, they're like, okay, A, they're, they're like, I, I think it's more so you're disrupting the class. So they're like, fuck right. this one kid. We got to get all these retards on board. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was always a huge issue for me. Um, Would you and then, be hard on your kids with school stuff? Um, no, but I'd probably go about it a different way. I don't know exactly how, but it would definitely be like, I wouldn't put a lot of importance into, I would go about it like, you just have to figure out how to pass. Yeah. If you can figure out how to pass, fine. That's You'll a very be Latin fine. attitude. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. It's like, cause it, unless you want to be, unless you're like, you want to be a doctor, you want to go to college, become a doctor or whatever, like just figure out how to pass school. And if you could figure out how to pass school, I also think like there is some skill to like 
changing your report card and like being sneaky and like doing all the things we did. Like a lot of the people that did those things turned out better than the kids that just got A's for memorizing, for just yeah. having better, better memorization. Cause that's all school is. And truly I cannot remember anything. Yeah. I think it's a, a reason that I did so bad in school. There is something in my brain where like I truly have a bad memory and um, I have a lot of problems with it, like in stand up and stuff and remembering my jokes and, even like mm. when I do stuff like jujitsu, like I'll learn something and I can't remember it. Um, so that's why I think I did so bad in school. So I'm like, just, fo- just, just do what you can. Figure yeah, out what yeah. you're good at and then just do that. And then just pass. Make everybody happy and just figure out how to pass. Figure it out. Yeah. There's always a way. Even if you're not smart enough, there's a way. Cheat your way through. If you can right. cheat your way through school and you're my kid, I'm low-key impressed. Yeah. Yeah, because I told my parents later on that about all the cheating I would do. And I even told teachers I had about how much cheating I would do because I wanted to be like, aren't you proud of me? Like, <laughs> I fucking did it. I fucking, right. uh, you know, I had my cell phone out on every test, bitch. What do you, yeah. do you think of that? Oh, my God. I would print answers on the inside labels of um, my drinks, my water bottles. So it would look oh, like yeah. just a regular label. But on the inside, there would be the answers. We would go hard cheating. Even if you got caught with that, I feel like if you're an adult, you kind of have to be like, all right, a little, I, look, you shouldn't have done it, but a little bit of respect. This looks pretty fucking close. Right. Then I'm sure that teaches you more about life is like, you got to fucking figure your way through shit, mate, you know, you got to like learn how to get by. Right. And it's like, if you're going to cheat, you got to be smart. Like if you're going to make one of those labels, use the same font as on the outside, make big letters that say nutrition, sugar. So they're not reading the small details. They're just seeing like, oh, that is a label. It wouldn't say sugar and nutrition or whatever the fuck. You have to be smart. And then I would probably be very proud. Um, But yeah, I don't know how school's going to be when I'm a parent or how I'm going to feel about it. Kind of just depends on what kind of kid my kid is. If they seem like very scholarly or like they're going to be a scientist, then I'll probably push it a little harder. Mm. But I feel like a lot of times you can kind of tell who someone's going to be. It was yeah. very clear for me. Yeah, that's it's interesting that you say that because if if I look back at myself, I, I think you'd pr- I'd probably be able to say the exact same thing of like, yeah, this kid's probably going to do some form of like entertainment or something, and not fucking, you know, this. Like his brain's not built for this. He doesn't have the attention span for this. But right. there was nobody until I said that idea out loud. There was not one person in my life that was like, yeah, like college might not be for you. Because right. I know if I would have gone to college, I would have like freshman year, I would have stuck a professor in the face, like just from total defiance. Like I can't, I can't have people telling me what to do. Like I know I would have flunked out. I would have completely failed out. Yeah. Just just mentally. Yeah. I, um, I'm like, I started when I first, I did, I went to school, but I, I did drop out. I dropped out my last semester of college. And just right, stayed explain in that. Well, I was I was working at this place called the Swamp, which was like uh, across the street from the. I went to the University of Florida, so it was across the street from uh, the University of Florida. It was the the most popular like bar restaurant in town. It was fucking packed every night. It was so busy. It was so crazy. I was working there, and um, I would do like these little like because I was in TV productions, I would do like little videos of the weekends and then, you know, edit them together. And then I would give them to the owner and he'd display them on the TVs outside of the restaurant. And it would look really cool. And then one day he was like, oh, I, um, I have a friend who has a production company in LA. You should do a summer internship there. 
And I was like, absolutely. Like instantly, I was like, I'd love to go to LA for the summer. So he hooked me up with an internship and it ended up being at Fremantle Media, which is the company that does American Idol, The Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal, all those shows. They do like The Deadliest Catch, all those, (laughs) yeah, all that (laughs) shit. And, um, And uh, from there, I was just kind of hanging out and doing uh, doing that a couple of days a week. And then at night, I started hanging out around the comedy store just to watch the comics. Right. And then there was, uh, I don't you know, you know what, my like cousin, McCullough. Yeah, I was 21. I just turned 22. Okay. Um, McCullough's you know your cousin? Co- I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I'd have been way yeah. nicer to her. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um she was living in LA at that point and she was uh, an assistant for an agent and she was like, Oh, I go and check out comedy at the comedy club. And so I would go with her while she would look for comics. And I remember there was one day I was hanging out at the store, having a lot of fun. And then there was one day where there was like a, a manhole, a sinkhole that had happened. And I had made this like joke about it to McCalla when we were at her apartment. And then that night we went to the store and Dane cook was there. And this was like, eight years ago and, yeah, yeah. and uh and everybody was like super excited and then he did a bit about the manhole that happened that day and it was very similar to the joke i had made in mccall's apartment like a couple hours earlier you think you and, stole it <laughs> right he heard it <laughs> i shouldn't have left the window open is the problem <laughs> um but um like i was thinking that while i was watching him and mccall had said something like oh he sold out madison square garden a few times it's crazy and right when she said that it clicked i was like if he can write those if i could be writing jokes similar to someone that sold out madison square garden why wouldn't i just do this yeah like it hit me that i I never clay stuff right (laughs) (laughs) he was literally doing dice's set um (laughs) just a lot more flailing um but yeah, it was just like one of those crazy moments. So I dropped out. Uh, I Well, I signed up for the open mic that Monday. It was the next day. I went on stage and then I got off stage. I had so much fun. And then it just so happened that Kill Tony was happening that night. And I put my name in the bucket and I got my name drawn. It was only like four names. And um, yeah, I did stand up that night. And the next morning I called my advisor and dropped out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like because I... That makes complete sense because I can't imagine living that moment and seeing it that crystal clear of being right. like, oh, I did the thing that this guy's like making made a career of doing. That is, is going to blow anything I could do away it's in terms of having fun in life. And then having to go back to school and do another six months of shooting fucking videos for a bar. Like, you know, I have like nightmares sometimes where I get called from my high school and they're like, yeah, we fucked up like some file. You have to come back for a year. No. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason, my stupid brain goes. And now I'm in high school. No. Just like, oh, my God, I need to get back to New York. I need to. I think you're just worried about some Me Too charges subconsciously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fucking all these high school girls. I didn't even know I was in high school again. (laughs) No, I was such a... I, I don't know about you, but I wasn't getting laid in high school at all. I, I mean, the week I left high school was like my first kiss. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, I mean, I was at the end, but I was one of my, the last friends to start like having sex and stuff. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because I. Why would, is everyone, everyone is shocked when I say that. They're like, you're a huge you- whore. I feel like. <laughs> <if> I could- <laughs> no, I feel like you, because here, here's what it is with you. Like we, me and you are both very flirty people. 
And, right. But you, I assume when I meet a, a woman who's like a young woman like you, flirty and like you know how to be sexy and all this stuff, and you, you just seem like you would have had all that figured out in high school. No, no, not at all. I actually, I, the first time I went down on a guy, I was 16 years old, and this was like one of the only times, and I made him use a condom. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, oh, like a veteran prostitute. Yeah, it was really bad. And then um, and then I started dating a guy for like a year after that when I was 17. And he was a virgin. I was a virgin. And then me and him just had like virgin sex together for the next three years. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like a very exciting time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when you're in high school, you, you keep thinking like, because I had friends, like I had this friend who was like fucking, by the time he was 15, he had this like grown, he had a porn star's dick and he was like five <laughs> feet tall. It was like, oh my God, it was insanity. But this kid was fucking like pretty often, you know, for high school. It's like, wow, he fucked two girls this year. Like he was living his life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, when, and you have this pressure of like everybody else is figuring out sex. I'm not, I'm lying about it. Like that's you mm -hmm. as a kid. And then, and then there was this movement of like, no, it's okay to say you haven't had sex yet. Like, don't lie, you know? Right. But, but when you look back on it, to me, the thought of like 15 and 16 year olds having sex, it's like disgusting. It's, it's like, that's, so gross. That's too young. Like, it's you know? It's so gross. Like people the at 18, 19. 15 year old 19, fucking, they like after school, like uh, they've been at school and they smell like school. <laughs> <laughs> They smell yeah, like, like fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like a book, bitch. Ugh. Ah, that, isn't that like, because I feel like when you're 15, 16, like you don't even know, how, like these kids don't know how to fucking shower themselves and like make all, your, all, all of yourself smell nice. And well, also like you're fucking in like the backseat of cars and shit. Like it's a whole different world. Yeah. Well, that hasn't changed, but yeah, the, um, I, God, like that's, in hindsight, I think the if I had a kid too, for one, like school wise, I'd be like, listen, like I don't really care what your grades are. I hope that if you want to go into something that's going to require your grades to be good, you fucking crush that shit. Right. But I think my attitude to my kids would be more so like you have to be successful on your own. Yeah. Like no matter what you choose to do, whether it's art or whether it's fucking business or whatever, like you have to be successful at it. Like, mm -hmm. cause I'm not raising no fucking bum. I'm gonna tell you. That no, right dude. No, no. I don't care what you do, but be the best at it. That's yeah. what I like. I'm like, if you have, if your hobby is gluing seashells on your face, you better have a million subscribers on YouTube while you do it. <laughs> like yeah, monetize. Yeah, dude. Figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, but when it, if it came to like sex too, I'd be like, I don't know, because every kid kind of has that feels that pressure of like needing to fuck and like not wanting to be the weird one. But almost every single this is this is how I know everybody was lying. Almost every adult that I've ever talked to and asked them when they lost their virginity. It's like usually like 18, 19, 20. Yeah, everybody was lying. Yeah, totally. This is just now phasing on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hitting you. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is literally just hitting me. I'm like. Wow, everybody was fucking lying. Yep. Man, yeah. we, we should be telling kids this. Yeah, nobody's nobody's really having sex. It's true. And it's like not good. Like honestly, like I didn't catch my first good dick till I was like twenty-three or twenty-four. Yeah. I think that's probably like, it was most all fine before that. And then like I was like and then there was like one maybe I might have been twenty five. It might have been just like five years ago. Yeah. And there was like just one time where I was like, Oh, I've Honestly, never I thought had you sex were like twenty five, twenty six now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
But what do what what do you mean by let's get specific? You caught your first good dick. What made it <laughs> What a like, disgusting way to say that. <laughs> you said it, I'm quoting I, you. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what what made your braid go, oh, that's good dick? exactly what my vagina felt yeah. <laughs> it was just just exact like it was like truly i think um well i it was this is gonna sound so hoary it was the first really big dick yeah and then i sort of figured out what i'm into <laughs> <laughs> well the, you're one of i know a couple of women who really prefer big dicks yeah and they're and like I remember uh, this this one girl that I hooked up with, like I Anna, turn my volume down. I'm scared my neighbors are gonna hear me. <laughs> you scared the grandparents are gonna hear it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about a big dick. Um, so this one girl I dated, like I have an average dick, I would say, but back when I was like casually fucking a lot, I'm like an anxious fucking nut job. So I would think I was like sixty percent hard the entire time. You know what I mean? Like, right, it, right. It, yeah, just like you know not making a deep impact here but i was hooking up literally yeah you know i was hooking up with this uh this girl and i could tell during the sex i was like i'm doing nothing for her <laughs> because like i just knew because i was like there's so much space around my penis right now <laughs> like i literally had that i was like there's a full <laughs> ring of air like a untouched ring of air around my penis going into this girl and you I, felt a breeze on the side of your dick. <laughs> all around. I felt the, the whole fucking draft, everything. It got cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think I'm, I'm making your pussy colder right now. Yeah, you're like, do you have a blanket in here for my dick? <laughs> um, so, and I could, but here's the, and I remember like when I was like, hey, I, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And it wasn't because of that, but uh, it was. No, it wasn't. But, <laughs> but I, it she, was. yeah, she, she then hit me with the, yeah, well, you have a small dick anyways line, right? And in my head, I'm like, no, I have an average dick. Okay. Right. Average to smaller. But it, <laughs> okay. it's, we're there, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But she had a larger capacity vagina. <laughs> and it's, I don't like curbed to think about this, but like, I'm telling you, I've like, you know, I've had sex with a handful of women. You can tell their vagina sizes they're all different and it's random it's completely random it's just like men like some men are like six foot five three inch cock some dudes are like five foot two 20 inch cock it's you know? truly shocking sometimes you never fucking know it's yeah. like yeah it's it's truly closing your eyes and just reaching in and being like got one yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> god the worst for me the worst is when i get tricked in the makeout because sometimes it feels bigger in the pants than it does mm. out of the pants is a yeah. big issue so because then I'll, I'll do the makeout and i'll give it a, like a test yeah. And then I'm like, all right, it seems good. And then it's not. And then you're like, but we're already here. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone past the makeout. Yeah. But you wore thick underwear or something. <laughs> <laughs> the um, old eight inch thick underwear trick. But yeah, I guess I didn't realize that vaginas were different sizes. I guess I have a huge vagina. I don't like, I and let me just say here, I don't like a huge horse cock. Yeah. I like a, I don't even like a huge dick. I like a big dick. So what, but what is that size range? Because my dick, I've said it before, it's about the exact length of an iPhone. I, I, okay, so. Everybody's holding up. Okay, so that's so, that's actually very average. That's exactly what I think of when I think of an average size. Yeah, I'm like, I might even, I might even be like 
to right here. Like it might be right before the end. Uh, don't be disappointing me. Don't give me less <laughs> no, than just... an iPhone. How are you going to start with a full Phones iPhone? Phones are so big less? these days, if, you know? If anything, <laughs> if anything, you should have started less and gone. You should have been like, it's like half an iPhone. You know what? It's actually three quarters. <laughs> no, I'd say it's like um, eight, eight tenths of an iPhone. Let me see. I'd say. But it, it is very good looking. I'm gonna, okay, that's important. Hold on. I'm going to show you. Hold on. I'm going to put my mic down. She's like, she's pulling three iPhones together. So like an like an eight. Yeah. Yeah. You want something that's got some swing to it, some bow Truly, to it. Yeah. Like I want it. This is what I really enjoy. I like when they take their pants off. If they like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs to feel heavy. Yeah, it needs some volume. <laughs> But I get, but that's your thing, you know? And I, I, when I told this girl, I was like, listen, I have like, you know, we, we remain friendly. And uh, this is the funny thing. This is what, this is what a chick will do. She'll hit you with the, yeah, well, you had a small dick anyways. And then you don't take the bait on that. And then a week later, they're just sexting you. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, here's, I want to slowly drag my Because it's a bigger down. dick thing to do not to care. Yeah. And it's like, well, now it looks bigger. It's like an optical illusion. You're like, now it looks bigger because you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, let's try it again. <laughs> she, well, I told her, like, we were friendly chatting one time, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, chicks' vaginas are all different. You had a more, and I was careful about to say it, I was like, you had a more spacious, not spacious, but your, I told her, I was like, your vagina is just meant for bigger dicks than mine. And it's like, she got all pissed. She, at first, she got a little defensive, but then she was like, yeah, but then again, I said, you have a small dick. And I was like, yeah, so we're fucking, you know, fair is fair here. Mm -hmm. But I like, and it's all completely random because I've had sex with women who are like my height or not my height, but, you know, that'd be fucking shocking. But, you know, like around the ballpark and very shallow vagina where like when you're having sex, you can actually hit the back wall like easily. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then others where... You could, I could put three dicks in and I'm not going <laughs> to hit that back wall. And it's just random. Now we're talking. Fuck yeah. the iPhone. <laughs> now this sounds fun. Yeah. So it's uh. just completely fucking random. And I, I, I don't know if there is science behind this, but I do think we talk so much about guys like dick sizes. And it's like, no, it's all just a random crapshoot, guys and girls. Totally. What you're equipped with. So. I honestly, and I just, and I think I just figured out I'm a little bit of a, would that, would you consider that a size queen? Yeah, I would say you're a size queen, and uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As a guy who, yeah. like, I just know, okay, I'm not going to fulfill a size queen's fucking dream here. You know what I mean? Right. Also, like, it's really fucked up to be in my situation because there's been times where, like, I've been with someone and everything is fine. Even the sex is fine and I can come and, like, all that. But there's still, you're just still, like, You know well, what's out there. <laughs> yeah you just remember yeah no it's like if you if you've been in a ferrari before and now you're gonna drive a camry and you're like yeah, it's, you know it gets me there you're it's like, got ac right you're like this thing could go four hundred thousand miles if i want it to <laughs> but uh, but the other one's italian right? <laughs> exactly so, it, it, like I feel I almost feel like with guys there must be like dudes who are like I think size queen has a negative connotation because it's like uh, and by the way it's totally gonna be the title of this episode <laughs> but I think it has a negative connotation but I don't feel that it, Can it should be size queen Kong <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, 
Now we get, that's like a real ass podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> that's, People are going to comment and be like, she fucked Lewis to get on Lev's podcast. <laughs> uh, now I, don't, I don't know if there's a lot of crossover. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that term should have a fucking negative connotation because it's like, if guys are like, yeah, like really tight pussy, you know what I mean? Which is like what fucking every dude like kind of, you know, when they're young, they throw that stupid shit out there. But it's like, people like their sizes. It's what it is. When I'm watching porn, I don't want to see an average dick in porn. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like one of the few places I don't want to see representation. Of, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, no, you keep those fucking big dumb horse cock dudes. Yeah. Do you think, though, I have a theory that guys with bigger dicks are dumber. Um... No, no, not necessarily. I think that they probably, a lot of them have had, they get like big dick privilege. It's almost like being attractive. Yeah. You probably get the same amount of privilege as they do. Because your that. face, you're, you have the big dick and your face is a big dick. Like you have an eight inch <laughs> face. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a girthy face. Got a girthy face. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I haven't really noticed them being particularly dumber. Um. I think they're all equally dumb. Well, you heard it from her first. You know, she thinks the guys with big dicks are retarded, <laughs> just as I suspected. <laughs> um, uh. Let's jump into. I got a couple emails for you that we'll we'll do here. If you have an email, folks, send it into the into the show. The Love First Show at gmail.com if you're a part of the patreon include that so i know we can get to it quicker and we can get to it on a friday episode um this one came in this is from a patreon should i tell my hang on let me fucking expand this should i tell my best friend she's being a crazy bitch we got some girl drama here you ready um mm -hmm. she goes hey hey my best friend and i have been friends since we first met in in the ninth grade and have now been friends for nearly 14 years. Needless to say, what did she type this on her typewriter? Um, needless to say, we are pretty close, and I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon. I love her to death, but one thing I don't know how to approach with her is how she treats the guys that she's seeing. She's never had a boyfriend before, but she's had many flings that have lasted anywhere from a few weeks to a few months, but nothing ever really stuck. She recently got sick of missing major red flags, so she started talking to me more about the guys she's seeing, and being honest, the bitch is crazy. She has very high standards, which is great, uh, but she's never willing to compromise with guys on anything and is constantly on their cases about one thing or another. Fucking classic. A lot of the issues she brings up <laughs> um, to them seem juvenile from my point of view. For example, bringing up to her dude that he doesn't like her Instagram posts enough. But to her, they are real issues that are seen as deal breakers. Mm. I think she's honestly scaring away a lot of guys because with any small issue, when any small issue gets brought up, she blows it out of proportion and sits them down for scary, serious conversations about shit that really doesn't matter. I feel bad for her because I know she's lonely and really wants a dude to love. I honestly think it's because of how she's acting that she's not succeeding. Should I tell her to chill the fuck out and try not to get so wrapped up in the petty shit? Or should I mind my own business and let her figure it out on her own? What do you think, Kimmy? I think that you should take this exact... Is this an email? Yeah. You should take this exact email 
And instead of directing it towards Lev as a question, you should tell her all of those things you said. That's exactly how I would have the conversation with someone. Be like, I've known you for this long. We've been friends for this long. I've seen you be in a bunch of relationships and I know that you just want to be loved. And um, maybe you should ask her, like, do you want me to let you know something that maybe I've noticed? And yeah. give her the choice if she wants to know. And if she wants to know, be like, I've noticed this. And sometimes it seems like you blow things out of proportion. And I think that's probably giving you a lot of trouble. Can you imagine? Let her decide from there. You can only tell someone. The best thing you can do is at least let her know. So she's not like, you never told me. Yeah. I also think the the particular thing she wants to tell her, like this example, it's not like, uh, I mean, obviously don't worry. It's like, look, you're a crazy bitch, you know? Right. <laughs> but she could be like, I think you're sitting down guys too much for scary conversations about stuff that's not important. And I think you should just learn to kind of compromise a little more with guys. Cause it's like, yeah, she needs to learn to pick her battles. Yeah. Like you, you've been in longer, I mean, you've been in relationships, you know, mm -hmm. I like, I've definitely seen women for periods of like a year or, you know, around there. Until, mm -hmm. you know till that quinceanera but uh right. <laughs> um like what do you when you're did you ever have a moment where you had to learn to like pick your battles or were you did you ever feel like you're being too uptight about little things or have you always just felt like you're kind of relaxed about these kinds of things where, where are you on that spectrum i'm actually pretty relaxed i'm very um i feel like i'm pretty chill about most things um really that's not what i've heard <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I feel like um, little things don't bother me at all. Literally, I just don't want to be cheated on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, the, talk about it. The, talk about unreasonable goals here. <laughs> it's the only issue I have is uh, not wanting to be cheated on. Like, I don't I don't even care if you look. I don't care about like any of those things. But I'm you're not, so like, cheat onable. I know. I know. <laughs> it's your biggest strength. I know. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, and yeah, uh, no, you can't be picky because it's just like if you were bothered by dumb things dudes do, then you shouldn't be dating guys because they're yeah. just going to do things that frustrate you all the time or just not pick up on clues because men and women think differently and communicate differently. So there's going to be so many times a guy is doing something that annoys you and he has no fucking clue in his head. He's going like, womp, womp. like it's like a yeah, whole different yeah. and you're like, oh, he fucking hates me because he keeps doing this. And it's like he has no idea. Yeah. And then you and, the, and I think that most problems is just like a miscommunication. Um, but some things you don't even need to talk about it. Just let it go. I read this book uh, called Why Men Love Bitches like a few yeah. years ago. And it was a decent book, but there was one chapter in it that like truly changed my life. And it said to be dumb like a fox. Like mm. sometimes you just have to like just play dumb even even though you already know the situation. Like, like give, an, give an example. Like he, uh, he doesn't like, there are ways to get like, you know, your boyfriend, he never takes out the trash and you're no. like really annoyed. Cause you feel like maybe that's like a thing that a guy should be doing in the house. You play dumb, like a Fox, like you start taking out the trash yourself and then it just, you know, you notice, you say you don't notice it. And I don't, I don't really, I can't give you a good example right now, but <laughs> some book um you 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 no, but in, you just in, act in like effort, you don't so care when you like, really care and then they'll start noticing yeah because like if i saw my girl taking out the trash i'd be like what are you doing like let me get instead that. of bitching you just take it out yourself and you go i'll just take it out myself yeah don't worry because my instinct would be like well what are you crazy i'll fucking that would get me off my ass as opposed right, but to, not someone going can you take out the trash 
that's like, yeah, I'll do it when I'm ready. But if you see her physically doing it, yes, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I would try, but it's just so heavy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just I, here with, I'm just here with my big, airy pussy. And I can't make <laughs> it down the stairs. I keep flying up. <laughs> I go down and I just fill with air. And then I float with the trash and I can't get back to you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I can imagine the guy being like, okay, okay, I'll take it. Jesus. <laughs> I don't want that. Honestly, even if you were fun and did that ex- entire bit, I think that could get a guy to take out the trash. You're just going to yeah. make it fun like a toddler <laughs> to cut their fruits up into stars. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the best approach is just like fucking th- something like that. Use that exact quote by my big pussy <laughs> filled with air. My big airy pussy. If you're listening, go back, record, record that part and then write it down. So next time you want your dude to take out the trash, try that exact bit. Just he's just like shocked sitting on the couch, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I take uh, out the trash. Uh, I think uh, in general, I would probably all my all my relationships before were all very like fucking you know very turbulent, a lot of arguments about little stupid shit. Mm-hmm. My current relationship, nothing like that, and I think that's honestly the only thing this girl's got going for. Because if she just wasn't so easy to maintain, mm. you know. I would I'd just look for any excuse to kick her out. But that's just, what I do usually. She keeps coming back because it's nothing's wrong. Yeah, this is the problem. She's fucking, she's too good. You mm. know what I mean? So every day I'm looking like, all right, you got, you slip up yet? Nothing. She's right. just fucking, she's just rock solid. And because of that, you, if somebody is, and obviously I'm fucking around, but if somebody, because I know she's listening, but when somebody's that fucking reasonable, and like just when they show up they make you happy and you're not arguing about little shit and instead they make your life better it's kind of impossible to be like yeah i should date this person you know i should go back to fighting all the fucking time about dumb shit right sometimes people are like so used to being in the fighty relationships that it feels odd to be in a healthy one that's exactly what's been happening to me was like (laughs) yeah that's what i've been talking about in my set is like i'm just so not used to it you know like oh, I, God, yeah. I wrote this bit like of, of like she's too reasonable in that like it's really kind of 50 50 except for like I pay for everything because you know how feminism is and uh, she like she it's such a good balance that like if she like ever cheated on me like I'd never be able to have that like movie moment of like bitch you cheated on me right like, like after all I did for you you cheated on me like I wouldn't be able to have that like if she told me like I cheated on you I'd have to be like yeah you know you work very hard. <laughs> self-sustaining i i'm gonna work on me and i'm gonna come back better and you have to think about how she changed your oil <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's a good tag <laughs> yeah like you know what i mean so yeah i think in general yeah. there are no healthy relationships that aren't like that where you're not fucking picking your battles and letting it go totally her question being i think it's totally fine to tell your friend and if it's your best friend i think you owe them shit like that yeah you almost have to at this point you're yeah. being a bad friend if you don't. And you got to word it in the nicest way, you know, and, and just let it rock. Because we know this bitch makes a problem out of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's sitting you down. She's like, listen, bitch, when you was telling me how to work on me, not right. okay. <laughs> um, we'll round this out. This one's called 29-year-old virgin. Finally a fella. Um, hey, love, I'm a 29-year-old guy. My girlfriend broke up with me at the start of lockdown. 
We spent months living in hell, stuck together, and she's finally moved out. And I've got my freedom back, but I've got no idea what to do with it. Jeez, could you imagine you spend all that time with your girl in quarantine? It's, and you're not even getting laid. It's just like pure I, They were living together? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. What? Um, I've constantly been in long-term relationships and I've never really gone out, flirted, used dating apps, anything like that. I'm also a virgin, despite having been in three long-term relationships of three-plus years. The women were religious slash extremely strict parents slash medical issues, respectively. This guy knows how to pick them. Let me tell you that. Oh, Jesus um, Christ, dude. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I keep, you know, they're all nuns. Um, <laughs> he's like, I don't know why they're not fucking. I pick them up at the church. <laughs> <laughs> you would think they wear these long dresses all day. They want to go crazy later, but no. Then I was like, no, none's fine. I'll take the vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> well, this paralyzed chick doesn't even want to have some fucking sex here. What's going on? <laughs> it's just a guy who can't. He's like, he's like, look her out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She told me she doesn't have legs. She lost them in the war. And now I can't get some fucking. All right. So he goes. Uh... All right. Let's sign the lease. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll her in here. i'll build a ramp um all right being a committed boyfriend easy getting my dick sucked or fucked a challenge i like how he said sucked or fucked that's very like porn search lingo yeah he's ready to get fucked you can tell from the aggressive (laughs) typing i'm ready to get sucked or fucked man (laughs) i want to suck or fuck anything whoa it's a lot suck and fuck is a lot next to each other those two words yeah he's uh you know especially when it's on the bill um (laughs) I th- I think there's something here to him saying being a committed boyfriend easy getting my dick sucked or fucked a challenge because I think he might be too nice and the girl doesn't feel any kind of uh this poor you know this paralyzed chick doesn't feel any pressure you know what I mean of like <laughs> but like a guy if a guy's just like going around he's like yeah we'll do whatever you want all the time I'm mm-hmm. I'm never even gonna look at another woman etc she's got all the power right it, it's a delicate thing but. You know what I mean? Like Patrice used to have that bit where he's like, you have to smell other women on me so you don't treat me like shit. Right. Well, it's there. It's a very, very fine line. A, a woman doesn't want a dude that's out like fucking everyone and cheating on her, but she does no. want someone where other women want him to. Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean is. You don't want this guy like, you know, out banging the whole fucking city, but you do want to know that, okay, um, he, like, he can definitely, he has the tools to attract another woman. Listen, the only thing this guy needs is to not date paralyzed or church girls. (laughs) Just go, literally, there are so many sluts that it will just fuck you real quick if that's what you want. And since you can get in a committed relationship, why don't you go fuck a few sluts first? And this is not me saying sluts in a derogatory way. No, no, we love sluts. Yeah, dude, I'm very pro slut. I was one for like four years. Yeah. Um, There are people out there that will go do that. They'll just have sex with you or like go find someone fun that you can just hook up with and be friends with benefits with and then get in a relationship and then you'll be a little more sexually experienced and probably have a little more confidence. And yeah, especially around 29. That's when women are actually fun. You know, like 20, you know, the younger chicks like 19 to 24, 
they're not really in the casual sex game. You know what I mean? They're no. they're they're looking for that boyfriend. But like once a chick's like 20, 26, 27, 28, she lets go of that social worry. She gives up. <laughs> she, she's truly gone through the ringer. She's like, you know what? Just fuck me and go. <laughs> You're going to do what they all do. So I learned to like it. <laughs> she, she doesn't even say it anymore. She's just fully Stockholm syndromed. Done. Yeah. No, but there's something to, I think a lot of it too is just like, you know, what am I going to care that somebody thinks I'm a slut? Like I want a fucking right. fat dick inside of me right now. Let's, let's get this thing moving, you know? Yeah. And it, I think it, age kind of gives you that kind of confidence, but he goes, I'm clueless when it comes to dating or hinge or whatever and have no sexual confidence as I don't have the experience that would be expected of someone my age. I fingered it up, eating pussy and ass. They're great. And I love to do it, especially eating ass but not a, on the penetration weird. I know, but now I'm super self-conscious at how bad at fucking I'll be. And it's stopping me doing anything. I've hit the gym, lost 20 pounds, bought some fresh clothes, but all the insecurity is still there. What do I do to get the confidence and also a girl that will actually be down to have sex? Love the pod. Um, I think that, I think honestly, this guy's got to just apply a little fake it till you make it and realize I was just going to say, pretend to be confident until it starts becoming real. Yeah. Like just fucking, you, dude. You lost. You went to the gym. You lost twenty pounds. Like you're doing things that are way harder than what pretending you're pretending to be confident. Yeah, and the mental. Even if you're not, even if you're like fucking shaking inside, just pretend like you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Also, the jump from getting blown to penetrative sex, it's not really even a jump. No, like, dude. Once you're once you're doing one, you're doing the other. Yeah. Easy. I prefer getting blown even a lot of the time. It's like, it's not like it's this new thing now. It's like, dude, when it comes to sex, the, for me, the chick is having her fun, like, like where she's going to come. That's all in the foreplay. You start. And then she hops off that eight inch dick and goes over to you. <laughs> yeah. It's all group stuff, you know? No, but you know, like I, I get the women out of the way first of like, go down on her, finger her. You get a, you get a couple of those out and then, you know, she starts blowing you. Then you go to the sex. I'm not going to make her come from sex. So I'm, that's all coming like before or after, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. I think that's most guys. So right. you don't need the, like, I remember that pressure of like, is she going to think that I'm fucking her amazingly? It's like, it's kind of just a standard, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of just a standard fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he can pull a standard fuck. Yeah, you'll pull a standard fuck, dude. And if it helps you, just know most guys suck at sex anyways. So That's true. Like, you know what I mean? You're not literally you're, so many more. All of your friends are bad at sex. So just maybe you're the good one. You don't even know. Yeah, it, it's because if you're not fucking, the only people you're comparing yourself to are like porn stars. And then mm -hmm. you're like, am I going to give her a porn star fuck? And it's like no human except for Kim wants to have a porn star fuck. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not Save realistic. It all for me. Yeah. I, the, and my, honestly, my best sex advice for guys is if you're doing anything and it seems like she's enjoying it, just keep doing that. Don't try to switch it up and get creative because you're not creative. Yeah. Less is more. Simple. <laughs> Less is more. Simple is Truly. good. No, dude, you go down on her. You fucking, you know, you love eating ass. You do a little bit of that. And then you slowly. in her mouth and then you. Yeah. Then you slowly pump inside of her for like two minutes. You know, if you can really hold out. <laughs> and that's that 
that's what it's like to have sex with me is that's the love for experience (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is you know but yeah fake it so you make it dude honestly like i would just in your head even tell yourself like you've already fucking done all this shit you've already gotten you got in the head you got this and that who gives a fuck it's just like one last little thing to check off the list and uh it's just talk yourself down mentally of this mattering because i mean you saw both of our reactions i don't think it really fucking does you know yeah kim just wants to know the size Listen, I might pop through <laughs> if you got the right answer. Can you imagine he's like, yeah, nobody's fucked my. Everybody says my dick is too big. I have this big twelve-inch hammer on me. I'd have been like, let me come see. I don't believe this email. <laughs> we have personal investigations. I fly him out <laughs> <laughs> like a dude. Uh, let's fucking uh, let me see if there's yeah. Let's just do this quick Instagram last-minute question. It's what is normal slash tolerable vagina smell. Versus abnormal slash intolerable vagina smell. Are you asking me? Have you ever gone down on a girl? No. Oh, gee. I thought you went to Florida. <laughs> no. Um, I, think, I think in general, most vagina doesn't really have a taste or a smell. It's kind of just like skin that's slightly, it's like pheromones. So okay. I think the prime pussy is pussy you can't really taste. Um, I've, I went down on a chick one time after a concert, and let me tell you, not a good move. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because, like, sweat, you know? It's like the same. If yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to get a blowjob, like, I want to present clean balls and, like, have a fresh rinse, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think the less smell, the better. I think some natural smells are fine. Yeah. It, it may, but not the, it shouldn't be anything too uh crazy yeah yeah that i think if you're just taking standard fucking showers or i know like chicks and drinking will, water yeah i think chicks will do uh you know a quick i mean I, I do the same thing but do you do a quick fucking uh you know you get into that bathroom do a quick rinse right should, should be good to go totally you know it I doesn't think, take much effort for your shit to smell good and if you're doing all that and it still doesn't you should go see a doctor yeah because uh something's not right yeah either smell normal or you need a doctor i think that's you know (laughs) totally to see what's up so but uh where can the folks follow you kim um you guys can follow me on twitter at kimberly congdon on instagram and tiktok at kim congdon and you can check out my podcast broad topics it's available anywhere you find podcasts itunes google play stitcher youtube also on the gas digital network use promo code topics I lied. Use promo code broad b r o a d for twenty percent off or for a fourteen day free trial. Fourteen day free trial. The weed is yeah. good here. <laughs> but yeah, yeah broad follow topics me and- is super funny. You guys should check out that podcast. Thank you. Yeah, and make sure you guys follow Kim. Honestly, such a lovely time talking to you. I, so fun. Yeah, I always love catching up with you. Hell so. yeah. Um, let's do this again sometime. Yeah. Thank you again, Kim. And guys, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you on the Patreon this Friday. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right, Kimmy. Bye.
Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.